This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hi and welcome to Homesdale.net Radio, the Palace show available for free worldwide, both live and as a podcast shortly after the show is finished. My name is Chris Hamblin and with me once again are Ben Nagel. Hello. And Ferhad Zaidi. Hi everyone. Uh, as always, we'd appreciate you getting in touch throughout the show and you can do that in a number of ways. The uh, first way is through email and the email address is radio at homesdale.net. You can text us on 81696, which is 50p a text. Start your message with TXT space Eagles. Uh, you can talk to us on Twitter. If you follow the Homesdale on Twitter with uh, at twitter.com forward slash Homesdale, start your message on Twitter with hashtag Homesdale, and we'll pick them up from there. And, of course, you can follow Homesdale online on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash homesdale.online. Uh, we'll read out the phone number a little later on. Uh, well, time we're ready to start taking some calls. Okay, so first up, we've got another listener vote for you. Um, James Vaughan has established himself as the number one striker at Palace. Who do you think should partner him up, up front? We've gone for A, Calvin Andrew, B, Stefan Everson, C, Pablo Cunhago, D, Jermaine Easter. You can text us on 81696 with your answer, start your message with TXT Space Eagles, or email your choice to radio at homesdale.net, and we'll reveal the sh- results at the end of the show. Okay, next up, we're just going to have a, a talk about the Watford match in full. Uh, myself and Furhad didn't attend the match, but luckily Ben did, although the fog was a feature. So, um, over to you, Ben. Yeah, I think overall, it was a very, very good result for us, you know, before the game, if I looked at the what I wanted from the game, I think a draw a draw would have been fair. If you look at the stats before the match, you know that we've scored the least goals and they've scored the most. And having seen them go 1-0 up early on from that moment in time, yeah, of course I was worried, you know, but at the end of the day it was a very good performance from what I could see, you know, obviously we had the fog there. Um, but to come back from 1-0 against a team like Watford to get a point is no mean feat. I think on a different day we could have nicked all three. Yeah. Um, well, who would, you, who would you say your man of the match was, Ben? 
Well, from effectively having only watched 45 minutes of the game as the fog came in for the <laughs> second half, I'd say Barrett was really good, actually. Coming in for Buck Gardner at the back, obviously Gardner suffered a bit of a shin injury. Um, yeah. He's adapted really well, I think, Barrett coming in probably quite short notice. Another contender for Man of the Match, I'd say, is James Vaughan, purely for the finish for the goal. If you weren't at the game, yeah. you're likely to have seen the highlights, you know what I mean? Um, initially, I thought he'd taken it slightly too wide, but absolute rocket of a finish showed you know, a glimpse of class from a player who we do need to start scoring the goals. Um, yeah, the chance yeah. of we've got James Vaughan again show that the fans do appreciate him and that we've got faith in him. Um, I think from Dougie's point of view now, we just need to find the right partnership up front to make sure everyone's texting them what they think. <laughs> Excellent link. Uh, it seems um, uh, it seems Ben that since Dougie's taken over, we've been improving game by game. What was the performance against Watford in line with our recent improvement? Yeah, I think when you go to Watford away, you know it's going to be a tough game, no matter when like when you play them in the season. Um, third, as I think you mentioned last week, Danny Graham was always going to be an issue for our defence, but I think we dealt with him really well overall uh, on the day. As for our performance, it was good. We showed a lot of heart, a lot of drive, a lot of passion. We really looked like we wanted something out of the game. And I think Dougie's starting to instill the right mentality into the players. It's exactly what we need at a time like this. And it's great to see. After the draw against Norwich, we knew that a point was more than possible. And I think we kept the performance going from that game. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you, you know, you talked about the kind of the attitude. I mean, obviously, we've come down, come, uh, come from a goal down there. Um, you know, we've not always looked like doing that in the past. Obviously, Swansea is one that immediately sticks in the memory under under Dougie, certainly, where very early on in his reign. But, you know, heads went down after conceding that goal. And, um, you know, did it? Did you always think we were going to get back into the game? Yeah, I think as a football fan in general, you're always going to be worried when your team goes a goal down, especially with Palace. I mean, in the past, our heads have gone down. And in all honesty, it wouldn't have been a huge surprise if we'd started to let in the second, you know, and then third. Um, when they scored their first goal, it looked as though they could have got more as well. But we stepped up to the challenge. We picked up the pace of the game. I think we got to get ourselves level. We did did really well. There's one moment I remember in the second half uh, when we honestly couldn't see past the halfway line. The fans, um, all of our reactions as to what was happening was based on the Watford crowd's reaction. Uh, there wasn't that long to go in the match, and suddenly we saw, uh, saw Sean Scannell like, emerging from the fog with the ball sprinting <laughs> towards us. It was really surreal. Um, and had we put that chance away, we most probably would have taken on three points. So, yeah, after yeah. we'd conceded the first goal, I think we did well to get get the equaliser. But then we could have got a uh, second goal. I think. Mm. You, you 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 touched on the uh, the fact that the atmosphere was amazing and obviously there was a bit of fog uh, in the second half of the game. What was the atmosphere like being there? Oh, it was unbelievable. I mean, every time I've been to Watford in the past, I've loved the atmosphere. It's one of the best away you get uh, sorry away atmospheres that that you do get in the Championship uh-huh. uh, for Palace. You know, you're standing for the whole game. You jump into We Love You. We had the the Speroni chant, obviously, to finish it all off. Um, I think we acted as a kind of a 12th man at Vicarage Road and the players at the end, you know, they came over, they seemed to really appreciate what we were doing. And yes, that's really great to see. Yeah, we definitely felt a bit jealous listening to it, not being able yeah. to go. But um, I think actually we've got a we've got a short clip of some of the chants on that, um, which hopefully is queued up and ready to go.
Okay, that's some good stuff. Okay, listen, um, uh, any comments on some, some of the other players, perhaps, Ben? Um, you know, the likes um, of perhaps Vaughan's goal and, and Zaha, perhaps? Mm, yeah, Vaughan's goal. It, it was a great strike, um, as you will have seen on the highlights. Zaha was fantastic with that move. I don't think he had a particularly good game overall. You know, we've seen a lot better mm. from him, particularly against Middlesbrough, which we'll talk about in, in a bit. But the move for the goal was really good from the youngster. I mean, he ran quite away. Um from from well inside our own half and he ran past the halfway line and he found the ball through to Vaughan uh, again as I said earlier I thought initially took it wide but it took a really good touch it seemed and he had good strength as well to get the ball away from the last defender and left the keeper with no chance mm. I mean I saw the uh, saw the goal on the on the highlights and it's you know it's it's a very powerful finish from the edge of the area um, mm. Matt Parsons um, so you see much of him obviously I'm not sure which uh, whether he was near you in the first or second half, really, mm, so you might not have seen anything yeah. of him. Okay, I mean, obviously he's since lost his place, uh, which we can talk about a little later on, but was it another impressive performance from Matt? Yeah, I think he followed on from his debut well. Um, obviously, he's, he's new to the team, you know, he doesn't know all of the players particularly well, doesn't know their games, um, and he's come in, obviously, at left-back, and he's, he's performed really well, yeah. Again, he looks solid. There's, there's always a time when he's got the ball, uh, ball at his feet, and he... He looks like he doesn't know what to do with it, but that's just that's nervousness, mm. that's that's inexperience from him, I guess. But yeah. I think, yeah, he yeah. he's a very solid player. Okay, excellent okay. stuff. Okay, well, before we go any further, I'd just like to remind you of the uh, the contact details to get in touch with us. The email address is radio at homesdale.net. The text number is eight one six nine six. Start your message with txt space eagles. Uh, on Twitter, you can. Uh, follow the site twitter.com forward slash homesdale start your message on there with the hashtag homesdale and of course i'll give out the phone number a little bit later on um we're going to go to a song now it's knowing the whale with life goes on She's a rock and roll survivor with pendulum hips She's got deep brown eyes that have seen it all Working at a nightclub that was called the Avenue The barman used to call her little Lisa Looney Tune She went almost anyone From the hard time living till the Chelsea days From when her hair was sweet blonde till the day it turned gray She said L-I-F-E-G-O-E-S-O-N my friends, you got hard And you go in your own way L-I-F-E-G-O-E-S-O-N What you don't have now will come back again You got hard And you go in your own way Like a map on their face And Joey was an artist Just living out a case But his best word Was his letters home Extended works of fiction About imaginary success When chorus girls and neon Were his closest thing to friends But to a writer The truth is no big deal 
Ripping the hard time living to the sleepless nights And the black and blue body from the weekend fights You'd say L-I-F-E-G-O-E-S-O-N Got more than money and sense, my friend You got hard And you're going your own way L-I-F-E-G-O-E-S-O-N What you don't have now will come back again You got hard And you're going your own way And welcome back to Homesdale.net Radio. Um, next up, we've got uh, Andrew Bell from uh, Sports Clear Up Limited. Just talk to us about a new initiative that uh, he's running in, in line with Crystal Palace Sports Trust. Hi, Andrew. Hi. Hi, how are you? Hello. I'm not too bad. Yourself? Yep. Nervous. <laughs> oh, don't be. I'm more <laughs> nervous than you are, believe me. Um, I'm, I'm a Millwall gonna... fan, so I need to be nervous. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> Mikey, you didn't research this. You didn't, you know. It's all good. We'll, we'll let you off this time. Um, okay, yeah, just a few quick questions. We'll sort of take it in turns, really. So you'll hear some different voices, but hopefully we'll all be friendly for now. Okay. Um, just a quick thing. I mean, uh, obviously, uh, Football Clear Up is the is the initiative. So what is it that you do? Um, well, we're a community-based volunteer agency um, working with football league clubs, trying to give fans the opportunity to represent their club in the local community by doing a couple of hours of volunteering in an event that we set up. And in return, the volunteers get a complimentary ticket for themselves and an under-16 to go to the game in the afternoon. So the event we've got with Palace is on the 19th of February before the Sheffield United game. OK, that's great. How did you get started with all this? I mean, the whole sports clear-up idea. How did it all begin? I, I used to work in PR and... Um, my, I was working as a freelancer and my contract came to an end, so I was unemployed with no source of income and I used to go and watch Brentford, who are the most local teams where I live. Um, but it was just getting too expensive to go and by the time you buy a programme or something to eat or drink and you're looking at over £30 to get to a game. Mm. And then if you're a parent and you're trying to take a kid along as well, you're looking at over £50. So um, in the current financial climate, it's a lot for a casual fan to, to fork out to go and watch their team. Um, oh, yeah. And attendances have been dropping across the league, so we're trying to look at a way of involving the community and giving people a chance to actually earn a ticket, especially when the clubs aren't selling out, and it gives the clubs a chance to re-engage their fans. Yeah. So, um, Andy, what will actually be happening on the day? Well, we're, we're just finalising the details, and it's looking likely that we're going to be working with um, friends of Thornton Heath Rec, 
um, who are supporting us on this. Um, so we'll be going up to, to Thornton Heathwreck and doing a clear-up of just litter and leaves around the area. They've had a few complaints from some of the elderly people who use it for their walking exercises around the perimeter. Um, mm. There's still a lot of leaves there from the autumn that are quite dangerous and they slip over on them. So we're going to go and clear that up and try and make it a, a bit of a nicer place for the community. Okay. Yeah. You've, you've, um, you've run some sort of some previous events, events and it was, you said, is it Brentford and was it Millwall? Yeah, Brentford, Millwall, um, QPR we, we've worked with previously. Okay, how did they go? Um, very, very successful. Um, so much so that Millwall uh, are looking to do another event and I've just had an email today from the community garden that we worked with um, asking us if we can get something else arranged for them. So, so we're looking to, to hold more events and QPR and Brentford have both said they'd like to do more with us. So we're Excellent. looking to, to run some more before the end of the season. Okay, that's great stuff. Ferhat, uh, sorry. How, <clears throat> how can you apply to, to join on the day? Um, you register through our website. Um, it's www.footballclearup.com um, or you can email me directly. It's andrew at sportsclearup.com. Um, and as I say, we've got 30 tickets available from um, Colin Morris in the community scheme. So... Um, oh, yeah. that, that's where the tickets are coming from so people can apply through the website um, it's been put up on a couple of the message boards and it's um, up mm. as a main story on the community page on the Crystal Palace website so you can link through all of them to, to get through to find us Okay, and how many people applied so far? Yep, yep we've had about um, five or six um, the, the first coverage went in the programme this weekend so it's yep. only just starting to pick up and we've got some of the local papers that are looking to, to give us some coverage this week so Okay. Um, and obviously through through your radio show, we hope we can get quite a few people signing up for us. Yeah, definitely. Well, yeah, let's hope that's the case. And hope, hopefully they won't be too offended that you're a Millwall fan. <laughs> no, they can, they can we, come we, along and they can give me some abuse as I'm clearing up the rubbish. <laughs> I think you'll be, uh, you'll be flooded with offers now, I think. <laughs> okay, well, that's brilliant stuff. Really appreciate you coming on, and, and hopefully it will be a success. And, and we'll do our bit on, on homesdale.net to publicise it as best we can for you. And I know the club are, are fully behind it as well. So thanks so much, Andrew, and we'll, uh, yeah, we'll take care now and, and all the best with it. Thanks, sir. Thanks for your time. No problems. Thank Cheers you. Now. Okay. Uh, yes, that was uh, that was Andrew Bell, uh, manager and director of Sports Clear Up. Okay, uh, moving on next, um, we're going to open the the phone lines now. If I can just uh, read you out the phone number, it's o two o eight one two three one six four six. That's a local rate, and that will come out of your bundle. Um, and I, we'll just sort of move on to some of your communications. Um, okay. Uh, do you feel, oh, sorry, first text I'm going to read up, we've got, um, do you feel that Calvin Andrews, it's Andrew, apostrophe <laughs> S, it should have been, do you feel that Can, Calvin Andrews' time is up at Palace now, we've bolstered our strike force, do you think he offers something unique, and st, it says, um, well, I mean, I think I know where the, the question's going on, that personally, I've, I've said before in the first show, I think, big, that I do think Calvin has something to offer, having said that, we have made some, some squad changes since, and you know, with Everson in there, and and certainly the mobility that Easter gives us, I'm I'm not so sure where Calvin fits in anymore. I've got a lot of time for him. He's a he's a hundred percent player, but but you know, obviously they they you know he's not really featured since we've brought people in. Excuse no, me. No, um, no, I completely okay. agree. Um, obviously we've got loads of strikers now. We've signed up Easter, Everson, got Vaughan back. Is there room for Calvin Andrew? 
who knows, you know, that the emergency loan window is there. So you could see him going out on loan. But at this moment in time, you can't see him getting in front of the other four strikers. And with Calvin Andrew, I think, in my personal opinion, I think we need to look at him going out on loan somewhere now. I know he's been to Millwall earlier on in the season. But with mm. the strike force that we've brought in, um, I, we're looking at partnerships um, to, for people to partner. James Vaughan, I don't think he's got that much of a chance, to be honest with you. We've got a lot more mm. a lot more quality than, than Calvin Andrew. I'm sure he has got a lot to offer, but possibly not at Crystal Palace, I'd say. Yeah, I think that's possibly fair. At the very least, in, in, with the loan window open, it's, it's probably more fair to, uh, to let him go. Um, I'm just gonna. I just. I missed missed one earlier on from Fubar, and I miss him every week. So, message from Fubar. Big up to whole radio from Fubar Massive. And he's got a quick question for us. What thread has made you smile this week? Well, uh, all of the threads started by someone from Orpington have made me smile. But, <laughs> but I mean, I, I, I do like a nice row as well, and I've, I really enjoyed the uh, <laughs> the sort of Jamesy threads after the. Uh, <laughs> after the comments made on Hull. But uh, unfortunately, I can't really go into those too much because, uh, you know. But fortunately, we do have Jamesy back as a columnist after all the all the fun, which has got to be a good thing for the site, really. Um, yeah, I've, seen, I've seen one today, actually, how many to Coventry. That did make me laugh as, as the uh, people are counting up how many people. And I was just reading through, <laughs> going to see how many numbers were going up, and I, they, I guarantee it does not make the right amount at the end. Somebody's it, missed it, out in the middle. No, it, that's yeah, <laughs> it is always the way. Okay, third, okay. What, what's anything on anything on whole that made you smile, or are you going to move on to the next text? Um, anything on the whole that made me smile? Yes, the, the face palm friend. Uh, <laughs> 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 oh, geez, every time I see that uh, smiley, that makes me laugh. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it's good to see good to see it instead of the uh, Nescafe shaker. Let's just say it, put it that way. <laughs> See, it's got a bit more class than the Nescafe shake, but yeah, that's a, it's a genius move by Peter. Okay, yeah. I'll let you uh, pick up the next one, Fred. Yep, uh, we've got a text in from Toby Larone in. Uh, oh no, oh. no, no! If you listen to Chris Miles, if you listen to Chris Miles and you don't listen to this, I hate oh. you and I will kill you. You've been, you've been had there. Read, read out the message anyway, but come on, Toby Larone, Toby, Toby Larone, come oh. on. Oh, Have we got any from Candy it's not even Frost? Easy yet. Or, yet. Oh, um, that hurts. Yep. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I was at the uh, Watford match, and I can safely say I've never been at a more lively away game. Looking forward to the Coventry match now. We, well, yeah, um, exactly right. You know, the, the fans have been great away from home. Um, I remember earlier on in the season when I went to see us against Derby away. We lost 5-0, but the fans kept on singing throughout. Um and yes, with with uh, the Coventry game coming up soon, and obviously we'll be speaking to to Richard, of, who's uh, helped to organise uh, Palace on tour day. Uh, it's going to get better for Palace away from home, hopefully. Mm, brilliant. Moving on to the next text, um, we've got one in from Jack in the Block B Ultras. He says, I thought Parsons was good, but Moxie is absolute class. Can't understand why Derby got rid of him. His throw is amazing, he gets forward regularly and is solid in defence, up the palace. And that's something I would completely agree with, actually. Um, looking at him in the last the last game against Middlesbrough, he, he was fantastic, I'd say. Yeah, really, really good. Yeah, well, obviously I'm a big what? fan of Parsons. I don't really think he should have lost his place, but I can understand how good Moxie was. Um, you know, I, I, do think, I do think if you're playing well enough, you should keep the shirt. But again, I think I perhaps I'm a bit over-sentimental with that because Moxie was brilliant, absolutely brilliant. 
I think what you have to uh, appreciate at this moment that because of where we are in the table, uh, yeah, it's great to have Parsons in the team, but at this moment in time, Parsons is potential. Uh, he could make that one crucial mistake and we could lose a game. And you don't, you don't want him to have that on his sh- shoulders. So Moxie's been there with Derby. He's uh, more experienced than, uh, you know, after watching him on Saturday, he's definitely got something about him. I'd like to see him link up a lot more with uh, someone in left midfield. I-, I reckon he can, if we get a, well, in the loan window, if we get a left midfielder in, or maybe Scannell, or perhaps Darren Ambrose, who was playing there on Saturday. If they link up really well together, then, you know, we could cause teams a lot of problems down the left. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's, it's certainly an area worth looking at. Um, I know we're trying to get hold of a caller at the moment. Obviously, in the meantime, if anyone wants to call in and speak to us about anything, that phone number again is 0208 123 uh, One more text for me to read out. Um, and that is, doesn't say who it's from, but it's what do you think the team for Coventry should be? I think we should find a way to play both Easter and Vaughan as possible. Um, obviously, we did start with, with Easter and Vaughan in the last game against Borough, uh, which we'll talk about a bit later on. But obviously, away, we've been keeping it pretty tight. Um, so do you guys think perhaps the uh, the two up front for the away game is, is the way forward? Mm, yeah, in my personal opinion, you know, people say a lot, how can you change your winning side? I think that should be the case for us in the next game. We don't need to change the side. We beat Middlesbrough, and I think we're, we're more than capable of beating Coventry with the same squad. So I think we should keep the same the same starting eleven. Yeah. Um, I, I'm I'm sort of fifty fifty really. Um, mm. I believe that playing two strikers up front shows our intent. It's positive. It's the way to go. And uh, you know we shouldn't be defensive away from home. We should attack teams if we can. But at the same time. Um, Perhaps a, a something like a four-four-one-one with perhaps Ambrose or Dan supporting uh, Vaughan up front with uh, Cadogan and Scannell on the wings. You know that mm. caused any team problems really with that pace. Um, but I, I know we started with Easter and um, Vaughan on Saturday. Perhaps Vaughan and Everson. You know, bit of height mm. up front. Yeah, I mean, Everson still still looks a class player. I mean, he doesn't give you that sort of mobility, if you like, uh, that, that the likes of Easter and, and Vaughan have, you know, and, and even Calvin Andrew we talked about earlier. But, of course, um, you know, Everson has that, that kind of that experience that you might need, certainly if you're under the cosh, uh, which we could be as an away game, although, although, you know, we'll talk about Coventry later on, but they're not in the best of best of form at the moment. OK, listen, we're going to go to a, a quick song um, before trying to get a get a caller on. So coming up next is uh, Crazy Town with Butterfly. Sex appeal, I can feel Too much is never enough You always get to lift me up when these times 
Sorry, we've got an apology. I forgot to read out a name earlier on. He's got very upset on the whole. I don't know his real name because he never seems to include it on his texts. But serial thriller, this interruption was for you. My head. I used to think that Welcome back to Homesday.net Radio. Um, you might have heard him just then, but we've got Ross on from Australia, uh, Palace Guard on the Homesdale, and uh, we're just joining us for a quick chat. Hi, Ross. How are you? Good. How are you all? Um, yeah, confused, a little bit giddy, but it's all good. You know, things in the Palace world are getting getting much better. So, um, just going to lead into a few questions for you, mate, and uh, and then see how we get on. So, I mean, obviously, sure. first question is, you're, uh, you know, you're an overseas fan, pretty much as far away as you can possibly get. Um, how do you keep in touch with all things Palace? Um, well, at first, it was uh, quite hard. Um, uh, in the early days, when I was young and had the internet, um, BBC Radio was pretty much the, the way to go, uh, obviously, to 
past games on, on Saturday nights, uh, early Sunday mornings. Um, just uh, basically when I used to, on the BBC radio, to go to the ground, we used to be a goal. Uh, so anyway, I used to keep up with it and, and British Soccer Week magazines. Um, but then um, CP Frizz came along, which was created by um, Ray Bateup. I'm not sure if you guys have heard of him. He used to send out um, monthly newsletters, which was really good, yeah. um, which had which was the only way I could read, basically, um, articles and reviews on past matches because I didn't have the internet up and running back then. Um, yeah. Once the internet came along, that was uh, um, um, a revolution for me because basically um, when we got the old 56 doll up internet in the house, um, I got onto the Homestar, which is good. Um, yeah. Registered on the old Homestar uh, website, um, the Rivals Message Board. Um, I think that was um, about uh, 2001. Um, and there were only 16 then. Um, I basically used to read all the, the old ramblings of all the old men on the on the homestyle, um, and that gave me a good insight of how past were playing and um, yeah. you know, um, what everyone was moaning about, etc. Um, but uh, these days, um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a lot easier um, with Palace player. Um, I don't know how I live without it, to be honest. Um, yeah. The highlights and the interviews, post-match interviews, uh, I think Palace player is brilliant, and um, I, I, I haven't gone to see it in, uh, without Palace player for, for a while, for, for many years yeah. now, and absolutely love it. No, that service has got obviously got a lot, lot better. Um, and obviously now you've got Homestyle.net Radio. Anyway, <laughs> I think, uh, I think uh, Ben's got a question for you. Yeah. Hello, mate. How you doing? Good. How are you, Ben? Yeah, good. Thank you. How often do you get to see Palace play? I mean, when was the last time you saw them live and how often do you get to see the matches? Yeah, um, well, I try and basically get over every two, three years. Um, obviously, with uh, money and, and, and work, um, uh, really depends on how things are going in my life. But last time I was over there was 2008-2009 season. Um, mm. Didn't see the uh, the best of um, a Palace side, um, but I got to see my first local derby, which was the way to Charlton, um, even though they lost 1-0. Um, saw some yeah, games over there. Um, Sheffield went, uh, Sheffield United away. Uh, Nick Carl's volley in the, in the last minute was good. Um, so uh, went Bristol City away and saw, or I saw three series, uh phantom goal. Um, but um, yeah, that was that was basically the last time I was over there, 2008, 2009. Um, but I just. I just uh, booked my flight the other day, so I'll be over uh, in in June this year. So we have to see some games next season, hopefully. Starting next season. Ross, hello, mate. Uh, it's Ferhad here. Um, obviously, you're in Australia, and uh, they have the A League over there. Uh, how does it compare to a league like the Premiership or the Championship, say? And uh, do you have a favourite team out there? Um, well, I live in Melbourne, and I live about spitting distance from Melbourne Park's new stadium called Amy Park. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, well, I live. Uh, they uh, they play right next to the MCG where they play cricket, and I'm about t- a yeah, ten minute walk from there. Okay. Uh, I've been to about five games of theirs this season, um, but can't really get into it to be honest. I don't really follow the A League. I think the standards a bit rubbish. Um, I find it really difficult to watch. 
Um, the passing is awful and the lack of skill is pretty bad. Um, mm. Some things kind of keep me interested, like, um, you know, Paul Russell or Tony Povich is playing, if Carl, uh, uh, Nicky Carl is playing. And back when I used to live in Adelaide, I used to watch um, Carl Viet. Uh, he used to be uh, ex-pass as well. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't really follow it with much passion as he pass. Um, okay, to get into and, um, yeah, basically five games this season wouldn't really call me a fan of Melbourne Heart, but yeah, I just go on to watch a bit of football every now and then. Oh. Oh, That's right. great. Okay. Coming back to all things Palace, where do you see us finishing at the end of the season? Staying up, for there sure. I think Dougie <laughs> has finally um, got, a, got a settled squad. Um, I think basically the defence looks strong again, um, and they're doing what they're supposed to be doing, defending. Um, I think uh, going 11 hours without seeing you go at home is um, fucking amazing. Um, yeah. I think that's in, you know, incredible, and um, Dougie has a lot to show for that. I think we're doing a lot up front now as well. Um, we're, you know, we're scoring goals. Um, one of our strikers is scoring goals. Um, and I think the midfield will get there as well. I think a little bit more consistency from the midfield and... Um, you know, a, a few more displays from, from midfield, and I think, um, uh, you know, we'll get there. I'll definitely think we'll stay out. I think we'll finish. Um, hopefully, uh, I reckon we'll finish around three spots above relegation zone in the end. With good luck. I think I'll, I think I'll take yeah. that now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Mate, um, uh, Tony Tony Popovich has been in the news uh, for Palace recently. Um, you, you probably know that he's been... Yeah. Asked to join up with Dougie Friedman and help uh, coach the team. How's that been yeah. received in Australia? To be honest, I haven't seen it much on the news. Uh, Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's so front page. Um, but um, from, from what I've read, um, you know, I've been happy to let uh, Tony progress his career. Um, it's obviously a big step up from, from coaching at Sydney to, to going into a championship club. So... Um, it seems like um, a part of terms uh, you know, happily and, and, and it looks like, um, from, from what I've read, Tony's happy to come back to Crystal Palace. I think he enjoys time at the club and uh, I know the fans enjoyed him having there, so I'm looking forward to having another Aussie in the club. Uh, the more the merrier, I say, and hopefully he can pick up some, some, some Aussie signings as well. Um, give Dougie and Scott some some good young players coming up in the A-League. Hopefully we can, yeah, find some Australians and I can uh, Australian play on the back of my shirt. 
Yeah, sounds yeah, good. That's it. We can do with the Australian wheel to win anyway. Although, of course, the Ashes didn't go so well, did they? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, mate, listen, we're going to wrap that up. I know couldn't go a whole interview about someone mentioning that. <laughs> I don't know why. I just don't know what it was. But um, anyway, mate, listen, we're going to wrap that up there. You've been, you've been absolutely brilliant. It's been great to speak to you. And, um, well, hopefully we'll speak to you again as well, mate. So... You know, obviously, very dedicated. Uh, thank you very much. Um, you guys are doing a great job. And if I just say one thing. Yep. Um, Staffy on the Homestyle is an absolute legend. I don't know oh, what I'll do about yes, the guy. Definitely. He's got links coming out of his ear holes. And uh, he's always there when he's got a question. I just want to say big up, massive respect to Staffy from the Homestyle. Yeah, absolutely. Mate. No, well, we'll take it easy, Ross, and we'll, uh, we'll speak to you soon. Cheers, Ross. Thanks, Cheers, guys. Bye. All the best. Bye. Cheers. Okay, guys, um, got, just got a couple of texts come in. Uh, one's, the first one's from Shuloff, who I think that's Larry. I know Larry. He's a good man. Um, he's just said that uh, he thinks Everson should pass, uh, partner Vaughan up front. Obviously, we've got the vote on that later on. And he said, after seeing him just in the snippets he's played, he just exudes attacker's judgment, perhaps one of our most important men in the running. And he's a uh, very nice comment about the show as well. Um, so, guys, Everson, obviously... Uh, Larry's talking there about about just the um, the attacker's judgment. I suppose is a phrase perhaps not not used too often, but uh, but sort of hinted at him when we're talking about his experience. Um, any uh, any thoughts on that, perhaps? Yeah, from my point of view, um, Everson, he's got the experience. We all know that, but the fitness is one problem that I would I would point out with him. Um, you know, you, you see him running around, you can see a little bit of a pot belly going on there, um, but that's that's from his age. You know, I think he's he's got the class, he's got the skill. Um, but it's just whether we can give him the chance to to get out there and and prove his pace. I guess at the moment I'm happy with with Vaughan and Easter. Um, but yeah, I'm more more than happy to give give Everson a chance. Yeah, I I reckon um, we should actually start with um, Everson and Vaughan up front. I think um, obviously two different strikers. Vaughan with his pace. Yep, Everson hasn't got the pace. Uh, he is in his mid thirties now, but. He's been playing Champions League football for Rosenberg recently. Um, he's got a lot of experience. You saw on Saturday, I know we'll cover it later on in, uh, in the programme, but uh, when he came on, lots of composure on the ball, keeping it nice and simple, lots of experience. That's, that's just what you want to see. And you never know, it actually might rub off on our younger players. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that, uh, next up, uh, text, Ben, are you going to read out? Yeah, we've got a text in from Jane from the FYP fanzine. Uh, FYP says, boys, yep. Hi, chaps. Loving the radio. Keep up. Thank you very much. And he says his question is, Dougie wants some loan players. Which areas would you strengthen? Um, in my personal opinion, I think we've looked at the defence. We've looked at uh, the attacking. I think we need to get some players in the midfield now. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be my personal opinion. Obviously, we've we've established a good centre-back partnership with Garner and, and McCarthy. And up front, we've got lots of options there. So I think the midfield is something that we'd need to look at now. Uh, two two things for me, two types of player that we need. We need a left midfielder. We're crying out for one, really. Um, now that we've got Moxie at left back, uh, he's quite attacking as well. But a left midfielder would be great. Uh, who that is, you know, you don't really have many left midfielders around. F- funnily enough, um, o- over the weekend, they, uh, the Warsaw game, uh, Julian Gray plays for Warsaw, and I mm, noticed that he scored yeah. a couple of goals. So... Uh, I don't know if he's still up to the championship, but would that be worth going back to? 
well now Jordan's not here I suppose he, he might well be keen himself um, you know obviously he wasn't the most massively popular uh, when he left us when he returned with uh, Birmingham I've not heard many boos stronger than that perhaps Dowie and uh, and Stevie Bruce but you know <laughs> who knows um, okay well uh, just one last text to read out before we go any further and that was just a quick no-name text just says Defo Easter up front with Vaughan Jay in oh, it was Jay in Belfast up the palace. Thanks for that, Jay. Okay, uh, coming up next, got the song uh, "I Want to Be Adored" by the Stone Roses.
Hi, and welcome back to homesdale.net radio. Uh, just to give you the contact details once again, you can uh, email us on uh, radio at homesdale.net, text us with um, TXT space Eagles in your message to 81696, that's 50p a text. Uh, comments through Twitter. Um, the site is twitter.com forward slash homesdale. Start your message on Twitter with hashtag homesdale. And we'll pick it up from there. I think we're done for calls for today, but future reference. Phone number is 0208-123-1646. That's a local rate to come out of your bundle. Okay, next up, we're going to talk a little bit about the Middlesbrough game. Um, I want to go straight and talk about Anthony Gardner once more. Uh, Anthony Gardner obviously missed the Watford game, but um, of the three games he's played recently, I'd have given him man of the match in all of them, and I thought once again... He was was absolutely superb. I mean, it was a fantastic team performance, but for me, for me, he shaded man of the match over some other individuals. Um, yeah, couldn't mm. be happy with him, and really, really do hope we sign him on a permanent basis if he's if he's at all interested. Yeah, with Gardner, I think in every show we've done, uh, we've spoken about how good he's been. He's looking such a class act. I think him and Paddy seem to be building up quite a good relationship at the back in the middle, and we need to keep mm. getting, keep strengthening that. And then, obviously, we haven't conceded for eleven hours at home. I think so. That's looking looking very promising yeah. indeed. Um, or in Leroy Lita for Middlesbrough, he's a very very good player. But I think Anthony Gardner made him look mediocre. I would say. Um, Absolutely. And if he can keep keep playing how he is, and you know, we've become more solid. I think we can become even more solid than we already are. As for you know uh, Barrett and Davis, I don't really think there's a there's a place for them in the in the team at the no. moment. No, Going on to Dean Moxie as well, actually. Um, if I wasn't a bit Gardner's man of the match, I would say it might it might have been Moxie. It's a very very good game. Um, I saw this week on the homestyle that somebody uh, said that they thought it was the best left-back debut they'd seen since Ashley Cole. And I think mm-hmm. I'd, I would agree with that statement. He was solid. He looked comfortable on the ball. He went forward. He looked quite fit. Um, great throwing taker as well. And um, we've got two full-backs now which can take, uh, who can take throws in, in Klein and Mops. And I think that's, that's another good thing. Yeah. No, uh, definitely right. Uh, the, I, I saw the game, obviously, on Saturday and I honestly couldn't pick out a man at the match. Um, it just seemed like such a really good team performance from the guys. Um, yes, it wasn't as pretty as Norwich. Um, obviously, we didn't have any Dan's playing, so uh, there wasn't much action in midfield. Um, yeah. We did soak up a lot of their pressure, but um, you know, sometimes you have to win ugly, and uh, I'm sure any of us will take that win rather than going for another draw or loss. Yeah, in our situation, definitely, yeah. Okay, um, did you think Dougie got it right once more? I mean, obviously, we won the game. Um, I mean, yeah, I suppose tactically uh, we were a bit more adventurous than we were against Norwich. Um, and obviously, I think that, that well, that freed up Wilf, Wilf Zaha more than anything. He had a, he had a very good game. Um, uh, some thoughts on that, Ben? Yeah, I think that was, this was one of the best games that Wilfred's played for us, actually. He seemed a completely different player, you know, less lazy, showed more passion. He tracked back really well, and when he lost the ball... You know, he showed yeah. the desire to win it back, all that, albeit committing a few fouls along the way. But, you know, he's 17. That's to be expected of a player of his age. Um, he's got a lot to learn. There's no doubt about that. But it was a very, very strong performance from the young lad. Yeah. When I um, heard the uh, team sheet, uh, Chris, I was with you, actually, before the start of the game. Yeah. Um, yeah. I looked at the fact that no Dans. We've got uh, Marrow and Wright in Midland Park. I was like, oh, dear. It's not, you know... With, with the games that we've had recently, and we've been drawing so many, 
um, I was starting to think that, you know, when you're at home, you've got the fans behind you, you need to start taking a bit of a risk. But fair play to Dougie, you know, we got the result, uh, 1-0. Um, Borough, you know, they've been unbeaten in the last few games, so they weren't easy to uh, get past, especially with their defenders. But, um, you know, we got the result, and I think the substitutions were spot on. Uh, Everson, Kanyago, Scannell uh, did exactly what you asked of them, uh, especially, you know, killing the ball at the end of the game. And, you know, I know Kanyago gets a lot of stick for not holding up the ball. He did really well, and he, he really got amongst the uh, Middlesbrough players. Yeah, I did see some concerns about the subs uh, written on the boards, and I can kind of see where they were coming from. I think it was uh, the poster who posted under the name Jeff Thomas, who's he's always got a very interesting point of view, not necessarily a popular one, but I do like to read what he says. And what he it, what he's was stressing was you took off, taking off Vaughan and, and Easter left us with a lack of mobility up front, and I kind of I saw where he was coming from with that, but. But yeah. I agree with you, Ferd. I mean, he, he absolutely, it was absolutely the right choice to, to kill the game because we were starting to sit back and, and rely on hitting long balls up to the, to the strikers who were, who were basically knackered as well. And obviously, you know, the, the sort of effect of having guys on who could just help get, get their foot on the ball, play it calmly, work it into the corners, that, I mean, I think that won us the game. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I think, I think the decisions were made across the park. You know, they were all right, all correct. Um, not only does Dougie care about the club, you know, he's a smart bloke. Um, and in, even in his post-match interview, you know, he says all the right things. He knows what he's doing. And I think we need, we should have faith in him. We should have all the faith in him that, that yeah. he needs. Um, I think, yeah, we'll be fine with him. Yeah, I'd say, yeah, definitely. Over, overall, I couldn't, I couldn't, have, um, couldn't have wanted any more, I suppose, really. Okay. Um, I think probably next we'll look at the uh, the predictions that were made last week, guys. Um, I think uh, I don't know. I don't know if you. I think I might have accidentally copied the real results over my predictions. <laughs> I don't know if I don't know if you saw that. It, uh, but <laughs> it would appear from what I've got in front of me oh, God, that, okay. uh, that I <laughs> that I predicted one one against uh, Watford and one uh, 0 um, against Middlesbrough. Got any uh, got any comments, guys? I have. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can you uh, tell me this week's lottery numbers? <laughs> <laughs> You'd be surprised how many people asked me that. No, it was um, obviously I think I got in with my predictions first, so perhaps I was a little lucky. One or one of, or both of you might have nicked those first, though. But obviously, very happy to get those right. Uh, ben, you were pretty optimistic with yours in the end, I think. Mm, extremely. Uh, although, although with with a bit more clinical finishing against Borough, we could have got the three 0 Exactly. I, I did find myself. No, I was going to say I did find myself sitting there wishing we wouldn't score just so I'd be right, but <laughs> but you know. Now go on, mate. What were you going to say? Yeah, I said two-one away at Watford, um, and as I said earlier about that scannel chance, had he can had he scored that in the second half when he mm. ran ran towards us through the fog, uh, yeah, I would have been right. So I think you got lucky yeah. that scannel missed the chance. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously, I know Ferd, you said to me in the uh, in the bar after the game that uh, you probably would have picked the scores I'd gone for, so you went for the same results, but the. Uh, same distance between the score lines. I think that's that's a bit of a lie myself. Have you got any defence for you after claiming that? Uh, no, nothing, nothing more to say. Really. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fair enough. I've put you on the spot there. Anyway, look, well done, guys. And we've got another prediction coming up a little bit later on. Um, next up, we're going to uh, play the song El Manana by Gorillaz.
Hi, and welcome back to Homesdale.net Radio. Uh, just to let you have those contact details once more, the email address is radio at homesdale.net. Text number is 81696. Uh, start your message with TXT Space Eagles. And you can contact us on Twitter. It's twitter.com forward slash Homesdale. Start your message with hashtag Homesdale. Uh, we've got a few emails and texts in. The first thing I'm going to do is uh, give a shout out to first time listener Nick CPFC. Thanks for contacting us, Nick. Mm, I've and, got one uh, more shout out as well. Uh, Bradley Ewells and Mike Goddard, thanks for listening, guys. And then straight on to an email. Um, quite a long one. Here we go. Good evening, gentlemen. Is it tempting fate to think we can accumulate more than 50 points for a respectable mid-table finish? The last three performances have convinced me we can not only avoid the drop, but hold our own with the best in the division. Moxie looks to be a quality signing. Back four of Klein, McCarthy, Gardner, Moxie look solid, but we could do with another central defender. Looks like Davis isn't in Dougie's thinking, and Barrett probably isn't quite championship class. Midfield with Marrow and Wright in holding roles is working well. and giving much-needed cover to the back four, but we need Dans and Ambrose back to full fitness ASAP. Vaughan up front with either Scanner or Zaha playing in the hole in a 4-4-1-1 away from home or 4-4-2 at home. Easter and Everson gives us options from the bench. Sorry, Kanyago, but your history. Keep up the good work. And that's from Graham Burt in Harlow. Any thoughts on that, guys? Uh, yeah, well, can we accumulate more than 50 points? Uh, it's possible. Are we tempting fate? Mm, who knows? Um the, the real thing is that at this moment in time, we're focusing on each game on a game-by-game -game basis. Um, it'd be nice to hope get to that 50-point target, and then hopefully we can kick on from there, uh, obviously because we'll be able to uh, not worry about the, the, the threat of relegation. But um, definitely, uh, we have been playing well in the last few games. Um, we've got a settled back, well, hopefully a settled back four now. Um, but I completely agree with your 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 suggestion that we we need another central defender. Um, you know, if if either McCarthy or Gardner get a niggle or an injury, and they're out for say, oh, I don't know, two or three weeks, what are we going to do then? Obviously, that means Barra or Davis have to come in. Um, yeah. It would be nice. Obviously, there have been uh, we haven't really been linked with anyone, but there have been soundings of of potential interesting targets, uh, experienced premiership players perhaps uh, that we're looking to bring in on this loan system and uh, see how it goes there. But you're right, um, we do have cover, but it's not the same cover as McCarthy and Gardner. Um, with regards to the uh, holding roles that Marrow and Wright uh, are currently occupying playing, um, I'd actually say Marrow and Wright should be away from home really I'd like to see us be a bit more adventurous at home now that we're playing uh, so well at home the last goal that we conceded was what against Watford in the 3-2 win so uh, yep. we look composed at the back we've got plenty of protection why not take that risk against Sheffield United who aren't playing so well uh, at our next home game but um, you know you're spot on with your, your away uh, formation and uh Kanyago, your history, I don't know, he, he has he has got potential, but, you know, it's not been his yeah. season, but you never know, he might be our saviour later on. Yeah, yeah, thanks for that, Graham, it's, uh, it's a fantastic email there, nice and detailed for us. Um, we're going to have to try a, a live call now, guys, this is, uh, we're trying to talk about the Palace on tour day, hopefully most of you guys will know what that's all about, but if you just bear with us while we try and contact Richard Wilshire, uh, this could go horribly wrong, but it'll be fun to listen in if it does. Hey, 
Hello. Hello, Richard. It's Chris Hamblin on Homestyle.net Radio. Hey, mate. How you doing? I'm just listening Hello, to you online mate. now, actually. Yeah, we've uh, we've rung you live, so please don't repeatedly swear. You can probably have one or two. <laughs> um, certainly, Ross right. had a good swear earlier on, um, but there we are. Anyway, okay, I'll try, <laughs> I'll try and cut it down. Yeah, yeah, just just a little bit. Now, obviously, okay. we're ringing you about the uh, the Palace on tour day, and uh, we've we've drawn up yeah. a sort of list of questions, really, just to ask you, mate, and should be fairly straightforward. So I'll just okay. go uh, rolling straight into those. Um, obviously, your yeah, name yeah, is, is, Rich, Rich, is Richard Wilshire. It's to introduce you to everyone. Um, how Hello, did the, the idea? <laughs> Good stuff. How did the idea come about? Um, I, if I'm being honest, I was probably a bit drunk when I was just wandering home from the pub one evening um, <laughs> towards, uh, I think, early August, and I just thought to myself, you know, that the seminal day up at Lloyd's and, um, you know, Hillsborough last season, just the, the spirit, everything about administration just galvanised everyone, didn't it? I just thought, I mean, we can't lose that. We've got to hang on to that um, for as long as we possibly can. And I just thought, well, one random away, get, away game, um, get as many people up as possible, just have a bit of a party, hope to have a few beers beforehand and after as well, and, yeah. you know, just, just try and recreate what we had going last, at the end of last year. Yeah, mm, oh, brilliant. Fantastic. Obviously, you've got you've got a bit of a page on the official website. How have the club supported your idea? They've been brilliant, actually. Um, obviously, the um, CPSC 2010 have been on the, uh, the forums and they've, they've they've backed it completely. But uh, you know, we've spoken to the guys that run the program. We spoke to Sir Alexander and uh, Mandy at the box office as well. They've all just been so so helpful and open to the idea. It's just been absolutely wonderful, and it just. It's just um, exactly what we, what, you know, relationship we have now with the new owners. It's, it's just uh, underlines underlines that really. It's just they've got behind it. They've been, been completely supportive, and you know, compared compared to what we had under Jordan, I think a, a couple of years ago, yeah. there was that kind of dis disillusionment. But there was uh, two like separate entities, wasn't it? There was him and his minions that ran the club, and then there was us. That's and right. There was no interconnectedness going on, but that's that's back now. It's great. Yeah. Hi Richard. Um from figures that I have in front of me, uh sales have been around fifteen hundred for the game, which is excellent. Uh in your opinion, how many more would make the day an undoubted success? <laughs> well the stadium holds about thirty thousand people, doesn't it? So <laughs> <laughs> that'll definitely liven up the Rico arena. <laughs> it pretty would, yeah. It's it's a bit of a solar place. Um look, I, people ask me this a lot and I don't really want to speculate about numbers. Uh, I think when the idea came about, I thought, well, you we should get about a thousand uh, up there. If we get fifty more, a hundred more, or even just three or four more, it's already a success. But to, yeah. to shift fifteen hundred already, I think we sold more at this day than we did for the Reading match. No, about three and a half there in the end. Um, but you know, commentary have said um, we've got six thousand if we want it. So. You know, if anyone's out there listening to this, just I implore you, pick up the phone to the box office, give them a goddamn call and, and get some tickets. It's going, to be, it's going to be a great day. And saying that, just travel up on the train or in the car on the day and, and rock up there and buy t- tickets up there. But uh, we do have 6,000. Um, it would be lovely if we got that, but I think at this stage it's probably a bit unrealistic. But, you know, let's just get as many up there as possible. It's going to be, it's going to be a great day out. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, obviously tickets are available on the door, aren't they, in some numbers, so that, you know, they're always an option for a late roll-up from anyone there. Okay. Um, yeah, absolutely. Think, yeah. Do, do you think this uh, Palace on Tour Day is going to make another appearance this season? <laughs> well, um, 
let's see how this this one goes first. It's uh, it's taken it's taken a few hours out of, out of my life every week. <laughs> You'll run up to it. So uh, um, we'll see. I think certainly, if not this season, then then you know next year we're looking to do it yeah. again because the response for everyone's just been just been fantastic. Um, or maybe even try it for some one of the home games. Wouldn't it be great to get twenty twenty five thousand people down to Selhurst for, for the Scumfort match or something? Yeah. You know? Yeah, I hadn't, I hadn't honestly thought of that angle. That's, that's, that's an even better idea, mate. I have to agree with you there. Okay. Yeah, well, it's, um, yeah. No, I was going to say. I mean, is there anything else you want to really add other than obviously a, sort of you've done your sort of uh, your call to arms of everyone to get down there? Um, you know, <laughs> I think I think that's uh, pretty much where we can leave it. <laughs> so. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's get down there and support the boys. Um, celebrate Dougie Day. You know, not leaking goals. We're looking nice and solid now. We look narrow and right now. I really like that. It's the way the that's team's it. looking at the moment. It's it just, is, it uh, is looking a lot better out there. Looking a lot better. You know, if we just start sticking some uh, more goals in the back, and that would be all right. And you, country, I mean, I've won since early December, so we go up there and stick uh, three points on them. We're dragging one more team into the mire as well. So, that's you know, it. just get up there, support the team, and, and get three points. Now that's that's fantastic stuff, Richard. Okay, mate, we won't take up any my, my, yeah, any more of your time, but really appreciate you coming on. And uh, listen, mate, well done for for your efforts as well. I know obviously there's other people involved, and but I know obviously you were got one of the guys behind the Lloyd's protest as well. So you know, it's pe- people like you do make this a wonderful club to support, mate. And thank you so much for coming on. Mm, oh, no worries, thanks for having me. Much pleasure. See you on Saturday. Yep, brilliant okay, stuff. Take care, awesome, mate. Cheers now. Yeah, thanks, bye. Okay, guys, that's fantastic stuff. Okay, just moving on. Um, just going to give us. Well, we're going to move on to the the preview of the Coventry game, which uh, Richard led led us neatly into there. Um, I mean, obviously, I mean, we probably go to some statistics first of all. Um, Coventry played something of a weakened team against Leeds due to some some injuries. Um, although one of those was Marlon King, who had about a flu, who will be back uh, next week by all accounts. Uh, top scorers on five goals, there's three people, Gary McSheffrey, Marlon King himself and uh, Freddie Eastwood. And they've got three players on, on four assists as well, which is McSheffrey, Gunnison and Platt. Um, yeah, I mean, Ben, looking ahead at the form, perhaps. Mm. I think we last played Coventry on the 8th of January in the FA Cup and they beat us 2-1. I'm sure everyone remembers it with the missed penalty right at the end. But following on yeah. from that, uh, they got a 0-0 draw against Sheffield United and then from then... You know, they haven't picked up any points at all. They lost 2-1 to QPR, then they lost to Birmingham uh, in the FA Cup. They were 2-0 up, actually, and they lost 3-2. Um, and then they lost to Nottingham Forest, then to Leeds. Um, obviously, there's some very tough games in there, but they haven't picked uh, picked up any points in their in their last four matches. So I think it's a great time for us to be travelling up there to, to try and get the win. Yeah, great. Yeah. Um, you uh, obviously, got some dangerous players in their team we should be aware of. Um, yes, uh, I think the first name you mentioned, Chris, is, is Gary McSheffrey, uh, a player that Palace have been linked with as well in the past when Neil Warnock was manager. Um, I've obviously mentioned the fact that we're a bit light on the left-hand side of midfield. Gary McSheffrey is the sort of player I would love to see at Sellers Park. He is an attacking player, good on the ball, good vision, uh, and gets goals as well. So he, he, he's really a useful player to have on your side. Um, Marlon King obviously uh, got booed the last time he visited Selhurst Park, but mm, yeah. you know fr- from his past, uh, uh, he, he's he's been a good goal scorer wherever he's been. You know yeah. Watford, uh, Wigan to an extent. So 
he, he can get goals. I, I'm not sure if he's banging them in at the moment, but uh, he, he's definitely mm-hmm. one to watch out for. And uh, two other players that I'd like to pick out. Um, one is Lee Carsley, an experienced mm-hmm. campaigner. You know, he, he's definitely in that sort of Sean Derry mold. You know, breaking up play. Uh, yes, yeah. good passer as well. He's got good vision and uh, he's he's a reliable performer and someone who Ad Boothroyd uh, definitely looks upon uh, as, as someone who, who leads the team. And the, and the final player, really, who uh, causes problems, well, causes our strikers' problems, is Martin Craney. Um, Martin's played for Birmingham City, tall defender, pretty good as well. So um, he's someone that will have to take care of but uh dangerous set set pieces as well you know when it comes to corners free kicks but uh that's pretty much the Coventry team okay fantastic stuff thanks for that third um in terms of changes to our sides i'm just gonna have a, a quick sort of run through i think obviously we talked we've all said earlier we don't really want to see much of a change of teams i mean obviously there's a, an argument over the formation of whether we keep two up front um, I'm, I'm perfectly happy for us to keep that same side and, and go after Coventry, given their run of form. Um, so we'll probably move into some score predictions. I won't go first this time, just to save any arguments. So, Ben, you want to give us your prediction for the game first? Oh, it's a tough one, actually. I'm going to go 1-0 Palace. OK, Fred. I will go over 2-1 win. Hmm... That's uh, that's taken the two scores that I wanted. And now I see what you, you were saying. Uh, I'm going to go 2-0 Palace. Yay. Good, Yay. good. All right, let's see if I can get three out of three. Don't see it, but anyway. Okay, earlier on we had a, a text vote, and uh, it's going to grab you the results for that now. The uh, and uh, Calvin Andrew came in with 17% of the votes. Uh, Pablo Cunhago with only 9%. Jermaine Easter got 30% of the votes, but winning the vote, which was a bit of a surprise for me, it was mm. Stefan Everson with 43%. Um, mm, interesting. I, I, yeah. I was thinking it might be Easter, but, yeah, you know, given man man with the shirt, so we all thought that, but that's it's interesting to hear. Okay, guys, thank you very, very much for all your contact this evening. Um, obviously, this, this show is still sort of being formed, and we really do need your constructive criticism. Constructive criticism. And... Um, uh, just yeah on the topic on the website will be great very helpful um obviously keep checking that topic for the next time we'll be on uh the podcast will be available shortly um and that just leaves me to say thank you to ben and to Furhad, and to say goodbye thanks very much thanks The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Open them up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? 
at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.